Welcome back to the holler. TNHoller.com is where you can find us at the TN Holler. All of these other hollers hollering all across the state. Thanks to your support. We really do appreciate it. Your donations are what keep us going. And then as always, we want to send a shout out to a few special supporters of ours. Elisa Parker. If you're buying or selling a Middle Tennessee, do it through her. If you get in trouble, Patrick, and you need a lawyer, Abby Rubenfeld. And then if you need any jewelry for any particular reason, AJ Martin, not your grandmother's jewelry store. We appreciate all the support they have given us. Again, chip in a few bucks monthly. goes a long way. All right. Today, we have a special guest I've been aware of for a long time because of the good work that he does over at the Nashville scene, editor-in-chief Patrick Rogers. Appreciate him being here. Check out their Boner Awards, my favorite issue every single year, and it's what we're going to talk about today. Patrick, how are you doing today? Doing great, Justin. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having us on your cover not too long ago a writer of yours named alex ramirez he did an incredible job with the article and we really do appreciate you featuring us on there featuring me on there he came and did a thorough job i thought it was fair never got a chance to thank you for that so first of all i wanted to thank you for for doing that yeah you do a lot of a lot of hard work and we thought it was worth uh, digging into alex is a great writer he's my managing editor over here and just a really great reporter too he's the right man for the job i was really pleased with that so thanks for helping us uh, get it done too so more importantly what we're here to talk about today is the all-important bonus awards that you guys just put out yesterday the boner awards the art is always great a trip down memory lane and so i wanted to start by asking how does this work is there a committee are there submissions what's the process for the boner awards yeah we used to you know we used to run it under a collective byline the uh committee of belly acres uh these days i just call it the the, by scene staff you know it's funny we actually keep a running list basically the day the boner awards issue drops every year i start on the next year we just keep a running document that uh, our staff all has access to shared document and sort of as the year goes by keep things in mind that we know will be good contenders good candidates stock this running document with with links to our coverage to other people's coverage as things come up toward the end of the year my editorial staff and i get together go over it see what we've left out see what fits the bill sort of philosophically with what the issue is, always making sure we punch up, kind of assigning it out and then just sort of sorting it out, working with an illustrator to get those. This year it was Holly Carden, um, who's done it a couple of times before. She's just a phenomenal illustrator. I'd like to use her every time. Uh, our art director, Elizabeth Jones, likes so to good. mix it up a little bit. But she, Holly just gets it. She gets the voice. She gets what we're going for. She can turn things around quickly. As you can see there, Gabrielle Hansen, Boner Award winners on the cover. Just She just kills it every year. Sitting there on the back of the Proud Boys, and then you can see the, the salute is a particularly formed yeah. salute. So I got to ask, was this year particularly fruitful for Boners? It sure was. You know, I feel like each year it's kind of like, a, well, we sure have a lot to work with. You know, there hasn't really <laughs> been a year in Tennessee politics where we've been like, you know, everybody just nailed it this year. Maybe not the majority, but the biggest chunk of them is tends to be the Tennessee legislature. When you've got a super majority like we have, it kind of runs amok. Uh, there's just a lot to work with. Sometimes it's a little tougher cutting it down. And again, making sure everything everything kind of fits the philosophy of it. We're not trying to make fun of people who are, don't have any power and had a bad day. It's really sort of punching up at the people who are elected officials, business owners, country music superstars who do racist things. So sort of the folks who are in the you know, who are fair game to us. And when we first started the holler, we started during session. What are we going to do after session? Is there going to be anything to talk about? And for five years, there has never not been something to talk about. So it's really more about sifting through all the nonsense to figure out what you want to focus on. Just to clarify here, and this is something I probably should have led with, we're being asked, who is it about who's got the biggest boner? People need to understand 
why it's called the Boner Awards. And it's not because of why you might think. It's true. It just so happened that Nashville had a mayor who had a remarkably perfect name to be our namesake for these awards. This is our 34th annual. Uh, mayor Bill Boner is the namesake of the Boner Awards. If you don't know much about his tenure, his single term in office, it's worth looking up. It's a scandal ensconced term he had. And that sort of inspired uh, my predecessor, then editor-in-chief uh, Bruce Doby, to name the awards after him. It's just too fitting. It's too perfect. Your name's Boner. Boner means screw up. There's endless uh, entendre. So that's what we've stuck with. And, and yeah, it's true. we got a lot of new Nashville. He's got a lot of young people who don't necessarily know that. So every year I try to throw um, at least a a little something in the intro giving that context and frankly some of the stuff that the mayor did is quaint compared to what these guys are doing these days it's unbelievable and it's it's a real trip down memory lane because it's hard to believe all this stuff happened just this year you let off with franklin you let off with gabrielle hansen uh who john oliver lampooned in on his show and, and tennessee has been a regular appearance on john oliver and snl lately how did you decide to start with gabrielle hansen I mean, it just kind of sometimes you get this gut feeling that's like, you know, I don't think there's going to be a bigger, bigger one than this. You know, it's, it's kind of similar to how we do every year. It's kind of a palate cleanser. We also do Nashvilleian of the year. That issue is coming up in a couple of weeks where it's somebody who's done good work in activism or philanthropy. That's kind of the same sort of feeling you get this feeling. It's like, man. This is, it keeps coming back to this this person or these people. That's kind of Gabrielle Hansen for the you know, dark side. I mean, it was just, it's one thing after the next, as you yeah. know so well. I mean, using literal neo-Nazis as your security and coming out against pride celebrations. And then we see that your husband's wearing a Stars and Stripes thong at a pride celebration. It's like, come on. Like, it's like, are you trying to get on our cover? <laughs> yeah, it really was. You, you have the, the list here and people should yeah. obviously read the issue cover to cover, go pick it up. National scene, always doing good work. But it was kind of a trip down memory lane for us, especially. And, you know, one of the ones that we broke, I just could not believe it when we when we had it was the McNally story. Uh, McNally on Instagram, thirsting for, you know, young gay males. If there's kids around, maybe cover their eyes for a second. But, you know, these posts that Governor McNally was posting, was, 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 was commenting on, were just unbelievable and they're worth remembering snl uh picked it up oh my god i mean you know if if you know if you've covered the the state legislature for a while or even just paid attention to it for a while you kind of know mcnally it's got this sort of grandpa energy to him and it was just so peculiar and you know take him at face value maybe he was just like i was just supporting the young man and you know even if that's the that's case kind though, of you to say <laughs> yeah yeah even if that's the case though it's just sort of like man come on somebody in your comms team or something could have let you know this is not maybe the account to be leaving uh hard eyes and flame emojis on. I'm telling you, we were told that. And most of what we end up doing is just sifting through our inboxes to figure out what's real and what isn't. And somebody told us this and I looked at it and I'm like, no way. It seems fake. I, I, it seemed fake. And I clicked through and I'm sitting there looking at Instagram and then I go through the guy's account and there he is in his official Lieutenant Governor McNally Instagram and he's hard eyes and fire emojis. And I'm like, how is this real life? I screen recorded it because I was like, the minute we post this, it's going away. So I did everything I could to like preserve it. And then sure enough, you know, he's admitting to it. How does his staff not tell him what a burner account is? I think one of my favorite jokes that Molly Kearney, who who played McNally on that uh, Weekend Update segment on SNL, I think my favorite joke was when in character McNally said, uh, well, I tried to leave it under a, a, a a sneaky account. What was the handle? Lieutenant Governor McNally. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
another one that we were kind of involved with that you list, and this is another one where it's like hard to believe, is Governor Lee wearing drag in high school. Just unbelievable that as these guys are pushing all this anti-LGBTQ stuff to have these things come out. And then, you know, we were we were there at one of his press conferences. He, you know, didn't want to talk about it, but, you know, I, I wasn't going to let him get away with not talking about it. So this was a clip of me confronting him. And, and I got to tell you, ever since I did this, his press conferences have been RSVP only. The implication that drag shows are uh, designed to indoctrinate children is just absurd. And then you see it shines a light on the hypocrisy of it all. What we're talking about is this shouldn't be happening in public in front of minors. It's like, sir, you were right. in public in front of minors when you dressed in drag. I mean, exactly. You know, obviously, drag is not a dangerous thing. It's uh, obviously not something that's designed to indoctrinate children. And that was just kind of, it couldn't have been more emblematic of the, sort of the hypocrisy of the GOP and this, particularly in the state. It's coming after marginalized people. Like it's symbolic, obviously, what they're trying to do with the, the drag community. We already have laws in place that make it illegal to expose yourself in public, obviously. If somebody were to do that at a drag show in a public place, that that's already illegal. So what you're really doing is, is symbolic. And I just thought that was kind of the perfect example of highlighting his hypocrisy. It's like, look, man, here you are in a dress. Obviously, nobody was shocked and incensed when that happened. So, you know, come on. Right. No, that's I think that's absolutely right, that we already have those laws. It's already illegal. This is all just targeting LGBTQ folks. And our state has the most anti-LGBTQ laws in the entire country. Dr. Mordehai makes a good point, though, that Ali uh, has nice legs. <laughs> I got to hand it to him there. When I'm sitting here looking at the Boner Awards, and obviously I've had a front row seat to a lot of this stuff, you'd be hard pressed to find another state that could out ridiculousness us. Do you feel like Tennessee has more than its share of this stuff? It's hard to say. I've, I've lived here my whole life. So it's kind of like a frog in a boiling water. The heat keeps getting turned up and they don't know to jump. Out. It's like, I don't know if, uh, you know, I know that Texas is bad. I know Alabama. Louisiana, there's other state legislatures who kind of run amok, but it's true when you look at what we lead the country in, anti-LGBTQ legislation, when you look at the things that we trail the country in, it's things like education. It's unfortunate, especially because we have a lot of people in the state who don't agree with those policies. A supermajority is not a great thing in any state, right? When you've got so many Republicans in the state house that they technically don't even need Democrats to show up, no single party should have that kind of sway over a state's legislation. That is kind of what the Boner Awards tells us. This is what happens when one party has so much power that they really don't have to worry about moderating in any way, shape, or form. And actually, they're in a race to the extreme, yeah. you know, because the only thing that matters is, is primaries. If they even have one, a lot of places don't even have an yeah. election. It's funny, but it's also not that funny because it's a, a reminder of how far things have gone and how extreme things are. Just as a final one to ask you about, because we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it, the Covenant shooting happened and then the Tennessee Three. You know, you guys made a point here that it backfired. I think yeah. it's pretty safe to say that that backfired, right? Uh, absolutely. You know, it was like it was like gift wrapped to the Tennessee Democrats. Like, here, just literally turn these three into national figures. They're meeting the president, you know. The Republicans got away with what they were trying to do. So if a boner award is for a mistake, it wasn't a mistake. They said, we're not going to take on red flag laws. They said all this stuff, and then they did it. The failure was in, you know, essentially turning these three legislators 
into martyrs, you know, people who are emblematic of the party, brought in millions of dollars in donations to the Tennessee Democratic Party. That is surely not what Sexton and Lambert and McNally and the rest were trying to do. Again, because of the supermajority, they get away with their goals pretty frequently. But when they do something like step in it and turn their uh, opponents into heroes or, you know, when, when the governor says we're going to do something about public safety and, and gun regulation and then they do nothing and he says, well, we gave it a good shot. We're not going to try again. I mean, come on. Even though Gabrielle Hansen was just too perfect to, to not put on the cover, I think uh, Sexton and the rest turning the two Justins and Gloria into sort of, you know, national figures. That's just like, here's your boner award. You just tripped over it. Nobody's done more to move Tennessee forward than Cameron Sexton in this past year. Well, again, it's the boner awards. It's national scene. It's at D Patrick Rogers on Twitter. Keep following all the national scene reporters. They do a lot of great work. And again, thank you for the focus on the holler and that one issue that you guys had. Uh, it meant a lot to us. So thank you for doing that. Thanks a lot, Justin. Appreciate you having me. And thanks for the work you guys do too. Tennessee. Woo! Yeah. Tennessee. It's a tennis.